Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And it's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. All right, hour number two gets underway a little bit late. We had uh, Coach Les Miles on, went a little bit long with him. And kind of bled over into the second hour, but one of my favorite guys in the world, Coach Les Miles. So appreciate him for jumping on with us. We'll have that up on the podcast, sports1280.com. So we're a little late getting to my other favorite guy, Greg Bedard, National NFL Writer Rights for BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good morning. Hey, so a week ago, we're talking about this Saints team. We're talking about the defense, and they're looking better against the the Panthers and the Dolphins, and we talked about how important it was to play a good game against the Lions. And at the end of the day, you look at the box score, and it's a lot of points given up, but some of those were the offense giving up points. But three defensive touchdowns in a game, I think that was a record for the Saints. They've never done that before. What are your thoughts on the Saints team uh, at 3-2 and two right now? Things are coming together. You know, things are happening. Um, you know, I think the big thing is you see the impact, and we talked about it last week, you know, when you have edge pass rushers like Cam Jordan, Alex Okafor, uh, guys who impact the play, you know, just about on every play. I mean, you know, we talked about it after that Patriots game where I told you, I said, those two guys, I mean, we all know about Cam Jordan. He's great. But, you know, that Okafor, what he's bringing, he just jumps off the page of what he's doing and and how he's affecting the game. And then you combine that with, you know, two young cornerbacks, but extremely talented, and, you know, Lattimore and Crawley uh, and, and what they're doing on the outside. And suddenly, you know, you're cooking with gas. I mean, that's even before you get into – uh, you know, the improved linebacker play. It doesn't matter who you're talking about, whether it's Anceloni or whoever. Um, you know, as far as, you know, the defense as a whole, not just this week, but, um, you know, the, the, you just have a unit that there's a lot of synergy going on. It, it's coming together very quickly, quickly than anybody thought. And things are just really, you know, happening. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, look, they're gonna. This is not going to continue. There are going to be ebbs and flows with this defense, but that you have the edge rusher, you have the coverage, you have good middle linebackers. Um, they've always had good safety play there. Um, all of a sudden, you know, they're cooking with gas, and, and and it's really exciting. And now you look, Greg, an opportunity. You know, we kept saying, man, it's going to be a tough go October twenty second to go up to to Lambeau and play Green Bay. And look, you never root for injuries, but in this case, Aaron Rodgers happened to be out. It sets up well for the Saints to go in there. Now, you can't look past them. Brett Hundley is a talented guy, and 
they they still have their full you know arsenal of weapons around them. Jordy Nelson, Ty Montgomery, and all those guys. But a real opportunity to go get a win that otherwise before the season we were putting an L here. No question. But those guys better come to play, you know, or else McCarthy's going to have his team ready to play. Um, you know, he was cranky even before the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, he's going to have those guys ready to play. So the Saints can't just think they're going to go walk in there and then walk out with a victory. Because if not, they're going to get beat and everyone's going to say, well, you know, all that was a fluke. The best way to protect an inexperienced quarterback is with a run game, but the, the Packers have had an inconsistent run game this year with Ty Montgomery. They've got the, the Jones kid who has stepped up and, and played well, but you know, last week against Minnesota, they struggled to, to get the run game going. I would think that would be their game plan this week would be to try to run the ball, but the Saints have done pretty well in recent weeks stopping the run. So if you're McCarthy, how do you get how do you how do you set up Brett Hundley for success this week? Of course, you got to be balanced. I mean, you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I think I think the Packers will be fine. I think they'll, you know, Hundley will keep them in it. Um, McCarthy's known for, and you know, if people down there in New Orleans remember, you know, he 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 was there one time, and that's sort of where he started with. Uh, he put together his quarterback school, his offseason quarterback school, and. Um, you know, I've talked to guys who have been through it. Um, you know, the way he coaches quarterbacks is different than just about anybody else in the league. Hunley's been there for a while. So I think people should be prepared to see a quarterback that is competent and, and will be able to make plays, but it's got to start with, they got to be more balanced. They've had injuries in the running game. They've had injuries on the offensive line, um, for them to have a chance that's going to have to swing the other way. And they're going to need to be very balanced and uh, use some of that built-in deception uh, to help move the ball. Can't have you on and not talk about what happened last night, Thursday night football. Raiders coming back with a dramatic uh, last-second win over the Chiefs. But the story is Marshawn Lynch, and the, the Raiders are an absolute mess. They have fighting on the sidelines with each other. Marshawn gets kicked out of the game, apparently leaves, but some are saying that he didn't leave. What did you make of that situation? Do, are, are the Raiders going to possibly, you think, be looking to, to cut him now? Uh, just the whole oddity of last night. I don't think the, I don't think the Lynch thing is going to rise to um, him being cut. Um, you know, you know, you talk about the particulars. I mean, you know, Mark Davis, the owner, um, is an idiot, and he's not going to demand anybody do anything. He's just—I'm I'm not sure he knows where he is when he wakes up in the morning. Um, <laughs> Del Rio, um, look, he just wants to win, um, and that's the bottom line. Now, Reggie McKenzie, the GM, you know, I've known Reggie for years. Um, I'm sure he's not happy about some of the things that are going on, but. Um, you know, look, Lynch is is going to be an important piece of the puzzle for them going on down the stretch. So, you know, momentary, he lost his head a little bit. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, you know, but, you know, I do think, you know, that team needs to get settled down or else they're just going to be like, you know, some sort of firework that just, you know, burns quickly, you know, as it goes up um, because, they have a lot of talent and things, you know, can come together for them, but man, they're so inconsistent. They're so emotional. They're so this and that, that you're just like, you know, how are they going to sustain this? And, and, you know, it's, 
you have a tough time doing it. But I thought, I thought the finish was awesome last night. I thought the officials actually got you know just about all the calls correct down the stretch last night, um, and it was fun to watch. Talk with Greg Bedard, BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg, uh, the Falcons have lost two in a row. The Bucks have lost two in a row. So, look, the Saints, we're rooting for everybody in this division to, to keep losing. And uh, they'll be playing Sunday night against the team that you cover, the New England Patriots, who get out with a win in New York on Sunday. It was a, it was an interesting game, to say the least, against the Jets. But here they are, Patriots at 4-2. and two, And we're hoping after this week they're 5-2. and two. Uh, What can we expect against uh, with the Patriots and the, and the Falcons this week? Yeah, well, I mean, Chris, if um, if the Patriots play like they've played just about every game uh, defensively outside the Saints game down there, um, you know, they could be in some trouble here with this Falcons team. Now, that being said, the Falcons are really scuffling. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator on the Super Bowl team, you know, he's in San Francisco now as the head coach. Um, you know, you have uh, Steve Sarkeesian, the former, you know, college football coach, coordinator. You know, he's in charge there. You can just see the difference that it makes. That the, You know, they're, they're not very crisp offensively. Uh, they go through long stretches where they're a little bit stagnant. But, you know, they're still, you know, uber talented. And, you know, if they can ever figure it out, uh, they're one of the most talented teams in the league. But, um you know, they're having a tough time. The Patriots are having a tough time on defense. Um, I don't know. It's going to make for an interesting Sunday night game. I, I can tell you, I think I think the Super Bowl is going to be better, though. I mean, the, you know, the one that we watched, the, this rematch is not going to live up to the hype. Talk with Greg Bedard. He's on Twitter, at Greg A. Bedard. Of course, runs the website, bostonsportsjournal.com. Yeah, I can't help it but not bring up uh, the fact that, Greg, your, your, your website covers all the different Boston sports teams and just – an absolutely tragic moment the other night, game one of the season, oh, to lose man. your big offseason signing in, in, in Gordon Hayward. I mean, that absolutely that that had to be just depressing for the whole city. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty bad. I was actually watching the uh, the ALCS at the time, and I flipped uh, I flipped back because I saw people talking about Gordon Hayward in the ankle, and uh, I rewound and I went through. Uh, the play once in real time, and I was like, "Okay, I don't need to see that anymore." <laughs> and uh, you know, look, it, it looks from what we've heard, um, and uh, we have a doctor um, who, an orthopedist, who writes for us at BostonSportsJournal.com, and she pretty much nailed the injury in real time and, and wrote it up that you know, look, it, it looks like it's going to be sort of the best case scenario for Gordon. Um, that it was a clean break, it, it, you know, the doctors were able to go in and do what they had to do. Um, so, man, there's, there's a possibility he gets back for the end of the season. But, yeah, I mean, I could tell you there was so much hype about this team. People were so excited with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward coming in to add to, you know, some of the, the youthful core that Danny Ainge just put together. And, and, you know, people were really excited that they were going to be competitive. And, you know, maybe they might not go to the finals and, lose to the Warriors this year, but you know, it would build down the stretch and now not having Gordon Hayward one of the big pieces, um, you know, it's definitely deflating and, and you know, but this is still a good young Celtics team and, and you know, ho- hopefully you know, it pays off for them in the long run that some of these guys like you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get a lot more minutes 
and that benefits them at the end of the season or next year for when Hayward's back and we can see this whole thing come together again. I like how you had to mention the ALCS there. Uh, yeah, speaking we're of still insane. We, we, we went to Yankee Stadium, and as, as Astros fans, had to sit with Yankees fans for three straight nights, one of the worst in, moments of my life. In, in 40-degree, Greg, I've never appreciated the heat and humidity so much than to get back to New Orleans. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a different animal. Once it starts getting colder in the Northeast, uh, that, that baseball is, is, is different altogether. I will tell you, you know, look, you guys have – the Astros have a lot of fans up here in New England, including bostonsportsjournal.com. When I think something good happens for the Astros, I put the, the mascot waving the Astros flag um, <laughs> uh, on the Twitter feed and, and stuff, and, and so we have some fun with it. But um, come on, Astros, let's go. We, we don't want to watch the Yankees in the World Series. Trust me when I tell yeah, you Yeah, we already got the Dodgers out there. We don't need the national media going crazy for I, them, too. I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Greg. Yeah. What, sitting next to those Yankee fans over the weekend, I mean, it was, it was all guys in their tw- 20s and 30s cursing up a storm like they, they have like no female fans there were no kids at the games it was just all guys it was really odd yeah well uh, those yankee fans are something else i mean not that the red sox fans are all that much better but <laughs> uh, anybody's better than a yankees fan <laughs> he is greg bedard bostonsportsjournal.com follow him on twitter at greg a bedard greg thanks for the time and we'll talk to you again next week sounds good see you guys all right talk to you later greg bedard Appreciate his insight. He, look, he, he said exactly what we said. Saints cannot look past this Green Bay team and just assume, okay, Aaron Rodgers is out. That's an easy right. W. Uh, you know, he said it. Mike McCarthy's going to have his guys ready to play. It's it's on the Saints to still go in there and execute offensively and defensively. Go in there, play your game. If they've played like they've played the past three weeks, they're going to get out with a win. But they've got to play to that level. You expect a win, and uh, yeah, like you said, like he said, you have to do that. You cannot overlook them one bit. And typically, we all know this. Sometimes in football, the most dangerous team is the team that is got their backs up against the wall a little bit, and nobody has expectations for. One of my favorite segments every week is talking with Greg Bedard. Another one of my favorite segments every week is catching up with Ken Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the big games in the uh, in the prep football arena going on this weekend in the New Orleans area. Stick around. It's Chris Gordy show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans.